0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of The Foyne Jones Show, we have got a very, very special episode ahead. It's episode 15. We've got a guest coming from Wows via Worthing into the studio. Louise Evans is joining me. And do you know what? It's going to be like Gavin, Gavin and Stacey revisited. Have fun, enjoy. This is going to be special. Here we go. We're back in the studio. We're recording on a Monday. We don't often record on a Monday. Uh, Charlie Hula, congratulations, mate. Magic Monday. Happy Mondays. We're, we're all wa- on time. We're washing the blues away, mate. We are. The sun has been shining. We've got some impressive suntans in the room. But today's guest, well, this is going to be a very, very special episode. Just to set the scene... This will be my first podcast, which is going to be titled Gavin and Stacey, (laughs) because I do believe with the accents in this episode, it's going to be like Gavin and Stacey revisited. Welcome to the studio, Louise Evans. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you, Peter. Good to be here. And you are
0: going to be taking part in season six of The Four and Jones Show. This is episode 15. Big shout-out to our sponsor, Marcel Creasy. Massive re- week for MHK Holding UK last week, and they ripped it up over there. Without Marcel and MHK, we don't have a podcast. But, but without our infectious, enthusiastic, and brilliant <laughs> guest, which is you, Louise, we don't have a show. No. So, just in case... There is a couple of listeners, a couple of people in our networks that don't have any idea who you are. We'll start the show by just diving a little bit into your background, what took you from the valleys to, to the south coast and what you're doing. We're going to talk about The industry that you're in, we're going to talk about how that's changing, how the dynamic feels now, and we're going to hopefully, if we can stay on subject, Louise, which is going to be the challenge, if we can stay on subject, we're going to inspire our stars of the future. So what people will be able to see if they're watching on YouTube is you go in Suntan. Yes. You are back you're back from your holidays. Where have
1: you been? Just come back from Croatia.
0: Croatia yeah. and a
1: beautiful part. Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik. Absolutely Dubrovnik. Amazing. I, you know, I crashed and burned go. early
0: Charlie. I went through some Game of Thrones in banter. Didn't bounce back, completely bounced back, so moving swiftly on. Um, we'll talk about Dubrovnik, and we'll talk about your boat trip.
1: Yeah. Because oh. that, was,
0: that was an interesting story we were talking yeah. about.
1: Interesting. We had a bit of both. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, no one was
0: murdered, so we've got to take it somehow. as Somehow. Yeah, so it ended okay. Louise, honestly, when we met um, four or five weeks ago, I said that, you know what, this is one of the most inspiring conversations I've had for absolutely ages. You've got okay. to come into the studio you've got to come on the podcast so it means a lot for me for you to be here let's introduce you properly so take a few minutes tell people who you are what you've been doing what you're up to just the floor's yours
1: fab thank you peter um first of all thank you um, for inviting me um i loved our time together and the fact that you've given me this opportunity but yes, so i'm louise evans um i live in in worthing at the moment obviously not from worthing um charlie asked me if i traveled up from south wales this morning (laughs) i hadn't i did 30 minutes across the coast road um from South Wales, left there 13 years ago for work opportunities. Um, I never looked back. Um, I've just finished with Travis Perkins. I've just done two and a half years in the builders' merchants' industry and absolutely loved it, hence why mm. myself and you. Um, Got to know each other, Peter. Previous to that, I did 20 odd years in financial services. So I think we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Big shift from financial services to builders' merchants industry, but fantastic shift. Um, live, as I said, on the south coast with my partner or my toy boy, as Peter's now oh, found out. Fra- from that in. I, didn't oh, know I don't know in. you that do oh, in. Oh my
0: Tristan How are you? We've heard, we've heard all about him. Not all about not, him Peter. No, no, not no, all no. about it. Of him. course not. Of course but not. Yeah,
1: so live there. With we just recently bought a property down on the south coast. Um as you Tell g- me
0: he's from Essex. No,
1: no, 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 he's not. He's from, oh, okay. he's from oh. Emsworth, so as an EU. I'm just going down to Gavin and
0: Stacey Road, and his dad's called Mick, you know, and his mum's called Pamela. No, 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 no Okay. Quite. <laughs> all right, all right.
1: But, um, yeah, so we just bought a property. Um, I haven't got any children. I haven't got any... Dogs, pets, I don't do kids or animals, I don't hurt them, but I'm, no, of, I'm not a them. lover. You're I'm one of them? Lover. No. No stress? Yeah, no stress. I've got Was looking after the kids on a night out or the dogs when I go on holidays. So um, so yeah, um, love my holidays, yeah. as you can tell. Just come back from Dubrovnik, off to um, Dubri- Dubai in another two weeks' time. So yeah, absolutely yeah. love every my holidays. Every time I see you,
0: which, which has been, yeah. been quite well, recently, every time we spoke, you're either just back Going go or just back again.
1: Yeah, or something planned anyway. Living, the... living the dream, Louise. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm living trying. Living the
0: dream. <laughs> uh, and an ambassador of Wales. What
1: part of Wales is home? Merthyr Tidville. Yes, so it's South Wales, just between Cardiff and the Brecon yeah, Beacons. Yeah,
0: no, I know. Gordon is Fulham's record goal scorer from Merthyr Tidville. Was oh, he? Yeah, oh. either the engine he was, he was affectionately called. Yeah.
1: Okay, i get get
0: Yeah, uh, There you go, bring a bit of football into that. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to Merthyr Tidville, Charlie? No, oh, can't say I have, Pete. Okay, mate. You need just... to go, you need <laughs> yeah. to go. Maybe. No, <laughs> oh, there, there we are, and, and home on the south coast, just just up the coast in yeah. Worthing. So, yeah. do, you, do you like Sussex, West oh, Sussex?
1: Absolutely adore it. I it's mean, how the best Adam place weather's ever. been at the yeah. moment,
0: it's it's in its glory yeah. right now. Yeah,
1: but even in the winter, I just think yeah. the fact you can just get out, walk across the promenade, beach right next year, whatever the weather, I just mm. perfect place to live.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, never going to move. Fantastic. So let's talk about your journey Louise because yeah. what, what the listeners like to hear is people's journey where it began. So it began to it began for you in Murfittiville and the world of financial and banking. Yeah. So tell us about that that part of your career because I think it's it's really powerful to to see where where it began and and where it ended. So talk to us Louise.
1: Okay. So um, randomly I was doing work experience and applied to HSBC Bank and they give me a week's work experience within HSBC Bank. I was 17 years of age and then they offered me a Saturday job. I was like, oh, I'll take that because at the time I was working in Greggs. Nothing wrong with working in Greggs, Mm. but when you've got a curly mop of hair and they make you put a hairnet on, it's not... A good look. (laughs) Right? So I was like, yeah, I'll take that, work on a Saturday, work through school holidays. Went to university, come out with a degree, thinking I was bigger and better, as you do, trying to apply for jobs. And then realised, actually, I love banking. (laughs) I was bloody good at it, and I enjoyed it. So I was like, no, I'm going to stick with this. So did a management trainee programme with them. Became a branch manager at the age of 23 within HSBC, and literally that's was, pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, two uh, two years after I come out of university, um, in a small little town in Bargate. Fu- oh, where was your first yeah, branch? Yeah, it was the most random little branch ever. There was like five of us in a branch. Where brand. was it? Bargoid.
0: I mean, okay, tell me about Bargoyne. I'm, I'm interested. There's
1: nothing to tell okay. about <laughs> Bargoyne. No, uh, we've, so we've got so many listeners
0: for Bargoyne. We've got so many listeners for Bargoyne.
1: My family were for Bargoyne. There's okay. nothing to tell uh, about Bargoyne. Okay. Yeah, so it was a five man branch in Bargoyne. There was not Again, there wasn't many female branch managers at the yeah. time. They used to be the clerical and I'll never forget the, the first time a customer came in to complain. Oh, this is I wanted be good. to speak yeah. to a branch manager and I came out into the to the office and he went, No, I want to speak to the With branch hair manager. Net or without hair net? Without the hair never yeah. left Aaron yeah. Greggs. And um, he said, You can't be the branch manager. I said, But I am. He <laughs> said you can't. He said, You're young and you're a woman and you've got blonde hair. I went, yeah, but I'm still a branch manager and you were now back me Barclays because you've mm. just insulted me, so if we'll close down your account. And, so, yeah, started there, worked my way across HSBC, did loads of different jobs across Wales and out, outside of Wales, um, got a area director job um, and then there was a restructure and they were literally, you're, you fill in your forms, don't you, when you go through a restructure and they said, where do you want to work? And there was a box I said, anyway. So I ticked the box and said, anyway. And went through a big assessment centre and six weeks later, got taken into a room and said, you're going down to Hastings. Now, my geography's not great. I can't go anywhere without the sat-nav and even then I get lost. <laughs> so I was like, oh, right, yeah, that's that's no problem at all. Hastings, yeah, that's fine. I'll go. When do I start? 1st of January. Yeah, I'm up for this. Just been promoted. Brilliant. So off the phone, my regional director rang me, you don't know where Hastings is, do you? <laughs> no. They were like, 1066? I was like, yeah, I know that, I did history, but don't know where it is on the map. So <laughs> packed my bags up 1st of January 2010, it was when the south coast first saw snow. Remember when we had that really bad weather, came down and did various roles within HSBC. Then got asked to launch m and Bank. So wow. set up and launch M Bank, so it was a secondment through HSBC. We went across and set up and opened 27 M m and branches.: It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. We did everything from writing policies to procedures, to products, to choosing uniform. To choosing pens and cups. It was fantastic and we rolled them out. Did in... you
0: enjoy the pens and cup choosing as much as the policy, but policy writing? I so, was much Yeah, oh, so. I'm just yeah, interested yeah. and the it... meetings with the FCA yeah. and all of
1: that, that wasn't pleasant. <laughs> but yes, I did that and opened up 27 branches across wow. the UK. Um, within the larger M&S yeah. stores, which, I've, seen, I've
0: seen them. Yeah. yeah, I've seen them. Yeah,
1: they're, they're different now. They've, yeah. they've scaled it back a little bit, but fantastic opportunity, which just gives you that strategy piece. And absolutely loved it. And you get both sides of this coin, so you're working in finance but, 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 but retail you know, you, as well. If you
0: look at the, the strategy behind that, and imagine the, the leadership team at HSBC, the M&S brand, Marks and Sparks, mm. you know it, it's got so much. Goodwill yeah. and trust that it, it makes real sense to expand their M yeah. and S money and that there. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so that was amazing. So that was you. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Yeah. So that was amazing. Um, yeah, it was br- brilliant. You you got involved in things you don't even think that takes place until you're setting up a new business. So, so yeah, did that. Went back to HSBC and then Royal Bank of Scotland were going to divest um, and they were going to open Williams and Glynn's. So because of my experience with mm. HSBC and M and S, they asked me to go across and I did. And um, in the end, they couldn't divest because of technology, and there, there was redundancies going on. And at the time, my dad was really poorly, and I just thought, I'm going to go. I've done 20-odd years in financial services. You could see where the future of it was mm-hmm. going. And I thought, now's time to step out of this and take a bit of time off. Wow. So the initial plan was 15 months. It ended up being 21
0: because, How many
1: holidays do you have in that time? Oh, I can't count. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: you, I knew that was coming. Well, the yeah. first
1: year was holiday, holiday, holiday. The second year was holiday Panic. COVID, <laughs> COVID. Oh, well, there yeah, you go. So yeah. I hit COVID. So obviously, first year I didn't even look at holi- um, yeah. jobs. Didn't even think about my career. Just enjoyed it. And then the second year i was like, like, what am I going to do? I want to do something different done finance for 20-odd years, loved it, but could see where it was going, let's do something different. And an opportunity came up with Travis Perkins. And I was like, hmm, this is going to be interesting. Is it for me? Isn't it for me? Mm. I'd worked in the city with Mulberry handbags and three-inch heels and now I'm working (laughs) in an industry with steel toe caps and a high-vis jacket. But actually, you know, went along to the interview and assessment centre and absolutely fell in love with it. Mm. It's so different, but it is a business that you can truly be who you are in it. Yeah. The people are the best part about it. Um, absolutely fell in love with it, and two and a half years later, still love in that industry.
0: Wow. And do you know, do you know what, Louise, I mean, Travis is a huge part part of my life so so nine and three quarter years so I I walked into Travis Perkins in Fulham you know just turning 18 and spent nine and three quarter years there and and I and I shared that love you know some some the people that I still call boss Mm -hmm. their mentors their friends and and I've seen how they've dissected into the the industry as it it was Um, I think one of my one of my best memories from Travis and one of the most difficult times I had is when I moved from West London to the West Country mm-hmm. and, I, and I literally went from working in London at Vauxhall branch repping Vauxhall branch um, which if you know anything about yeah. the TP estate you know Vauxhall's a big player right it's a big boy so I went from repping there to go into the southwest region, which was a growing region, and part of my day job was going, and going, and going over the bridge. So, you know, I, I was the guy in the loan card that didn't, didn't have his tag, and you know, and I don't, all, all the problems back then yeah. when you had that going on, yeah? But, but I remember the integration of so many keyline branches and independents along the M4. So at one stage, I went to a place called Haverford West, right? That's I didn't even that. know it existed. <laughs> I thought it was in America. You, know, you just keep going. You keep, the motorway runs out, you keep going. And, and I met so many amazing people. And no, they couldn't understand my accent. And no, I couldn't understand them. No. And yeah, I had customers talking to each other in Welsh. And I was going, this is a bit unfair. And, <laughs> but but you know what? That that time, as much as it was because I had a young family, yeah. my little boy's was twenty five, was a baby, we moved, it was tough. But the friends I made and the experience I got there was fantastic. So I've always got a soft spot soft spot for that. That that M four corridor yeah. from from Newport to Haverford West, the Kidwelly, bagellis them then place outside Scotland.
1: You're making Com- this up now, Peter. <laughs> no, I no, mean, are These are all branches. Yeah, no, they are.
0: I'm only so 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 it is. It's genuinely. And every now and then I get a post on LinkedIn. I get a message from someone, and he's like, you know, a keyline manager or a keyline director, and I'll, oh, do you remember when you, we did this? I'm like, you know, that was that was Jesus. That's over twenty or Jesus. I was there from ninety nine, two thousand. 2001 and I came back to London in 2002 so Almost four years of yeah. my life. I wasn't based in Wales. I was ba- based in a very fashionable part of the West Country, Junction Twenty One of the M5, just outside <laughs> Western <laughs> Supermare. Rock and roll.
1: Yeah.
0: Rock and roll. Yeah. You know? yeah, up there with Murph. Uh, and and no, not Begoid. quite. Not quite. Bargoid. Like, up there with Bargoid. You <laughs> know. So, but but I did so many great people, yeah. and and it, and it catapulted <laughs> my career. And I think you know, similar to yourself, where you said I'll go anywhere. I'll go Hastings. Where's Hastings? Yeah. I was a little bit like that when I went to the west when I went to the southwest and and those things stay with you don 't they yeah. They stay with you, but wow, you must have seen some like it must have just been not a baptism of fire but just really different when you parachute into the builders merchant arena yeah. you 're from banking. You're female, all right? And no, yep. I'm, I'm just yep. putting it out there. So, there you go. So, just like that conversation with a HSBC customer, you've got to win hearts and minds of your direct yeah. reports. You've got yeah. to win your hearts and minds. How, what, tell
1: us about how much fun you had doing that. Yeah, it, do you know what? It was... It was it was amazing. It was interesting. So even just the interview, rocking up in you know me in my colourful dresses, my blonde curly hair, and your, your men. I mean, you're your, turning
0: heads through the car park <laughs> just now. The glow of the your men
1: in your typical chinos yeah. and shirts, isn't it? For interview. <laughs> so I was like, oh gosh, I'm standing out a bit. But you know what? They were brilliant. So yeah, got the job. I know the initial reaction to everyone, from, from everyone was like, right, we've got this girl. Let's just come in. She knows nothing about the industry never worked in a branch, doesn't know the reject Do you know what I mean? It was all a bit like that. You don't know
0: the price of a bag of cement, do you? Not? Length for 4x2? Well, I do now. Yeah. Yeah. 846581, that used to be <laughs> the product code. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah, I don't know that. I'll be honest with you. was a regional direct. I didn't
0: know. I, I didn't did CSAs back in the day, right? Uh, Customer yeah. special arrangement. so like, you know... You needed all of that. It's there. That, that, and the address where my yeah. expenses went to, will, That's what, yeah. they're, they're firmly implanted yeah. in my head from my dad. Yeah, days. and
1: it most probably hasn't changed. And I think... <laughs> Yeah, so, so, you know, winning the hearts and minds is just being really honest with your team as well. Do you know what I mean? You know, I'm not going to come in and pretend to be someone I'm not and pretend mm. to know things that I've done at it's giving them the respect that I'm here to do my job, and that's lead to inspire and motivate mm. you as individuals to, you know, to be successful. Your job is to know the products and sell them. So, you know, and I think it was just being really honest with the team, and getting them on board with that, and taking an interest that's in them, really in them as well. That's a really
0: interesting point, point though, Louise, because if I look back on my merchant career, I'd say there were some things I was very good at, there was things I was rubbish at, and there was things <clears> I was okay at. I was never that good with products. No. Like genuinely, I yeah. was not I was not a technical expert. I was not a certain product expert. I didn't specialise in a certain range. But what I was very good at was becoming friends with people who did. So 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 that that's there. So what I'd imagine that gives you is You've got a real innocence in terms of the viewpoint. Yeah. So how can we improve? What does that do? What would you change? How could you do that better? What, what would you, you, know, what's your wish list? Yeah. And that's, that's very open and, and must be refreshing for those, for those around you when you're coming, coming with that.
1: Yeah, it was, it was very much, because I had no answers to anything. My, everything I was going, was, well, why are we doing this? Why are we doing it that way? Why shouldn't we, do, why don't we try it this way? We've always done it that way. Yeah, but mm. let's try it this way. Oh, oh. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, it was—it's really interesting coming from financial services into there. You think financial services is detail and numbers, and it's not. Mm. Not in comparison to the builders' merchants, you know actually. And whilst you've got the structure in financial services and the policies and the processes are there, so you've got that structure, you haven't got the numbers and the you know the intensity that you've got in, in our in builders' merchants, and I mm. love that side of things. But in the builders' merchants, you haven't got that structure, so to speak, I would have it loved to a be, be in bit one, of your,
0: one of your branch manager yeah. meetings or sales yeah, meetings. Yeah. I would have loved it.
1: If they were all a bit random, we used to have warm-up games at the beginning. We used to play my granny. Oh, so what was my granny? My granny went to Travis Perkins. Really? Yeah. Sometimes we did it with alcohol, sometimes <laughs> we did it with Coffee, but yeah, my my granny went to Travis Perkins. You went very
0: Nessa me. then, just Did there. I? Yeah, yeah. Can, can
1: we do Stacey and on S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we Stacey. Oh. Really Charlie could be moving. Uncle Bry.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, but yeah, absolutely loved it. And as I said. Changed the team, brought new people in, learnt lots about their industry, but learned to love it as well, yeah. which is fantastic.
0: And, and, and I'm, I'm so passionate about the builders' merchant industry. It, it's given me everything. So, yeah. so I walked in there as a young lad, and, and, and I'm still involved in it, supplying, you know, partnering and working with people. And, and, and this episode is about, you know, attracting our stars or inspiring our stars of the future. And with the, with the series that way, a star of the future it's a misconception to think it's someone starting an apprenticeship or someone leaving school or college. It could be someone coming in from a different sector, a different world, to add something new. Yeah. And that's that's clearly what you've done. But you've got such a passion for it now, haven't you? Yeah. You've you really sort of... You, you, you've, you've submerged yourself into it and you're loving it. So Yeah,
1: definitely. I was really fortunate that somebody looked out of the, the norm yeah. within that sector and said, we'll take a chance. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really glad they did, because for mm. me, this is my second career now. Yeah. it's not you know i did the financial i did you 20 plus years there you know i'm still young yeah um not as young as my toy boy obviously but i'm oh. still I'm still young and i've got 20 odd years left to work and i found a new industry that i want to work in so you know it's it's been amazing for me and i can't wait to find the next opportunity
0: yeah i mean as a as a guest i'm captivated anyway so i mean i think you've got a nice side hustle just to be the co-host of season <laughs> what, what will be on this? season seven of the four in jones show I, th- I think we've got a co-host <laughs> in the studio charlie what do you Does that mean I'm out of a job? Oh no, no, no! <laughs> we don't want to do we don't want to do the hard stuff. No, we I... just want to chat. So, so, so we need you, Hula. So you're in, you're in. We got we got the co-host, we got yeah. the show. We'll we, we go, yeah. we'll make it happen. Job is all the good, and we're right? all set. Yeah, yeah now listen, it is like an episode of Gavin and Stacey. You took us on a journey from Bargoid, Bargoid, Bargoid yeah. Bargoid and Tibville through the world of banking into the builders merchants of West Sussex and beyond. Louise Evans. Thank you for sharing so much. That was the first half of episode 15. When we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about your holidays to Dubrovnik. Okay. We're going to talk about how you see the builder's merchant industry now, what that dynamic looks like and feels like to you. And we're going to give advice to our stars in the future. You up for that?
1: Perfect. Yeah, we'll definitely. see you after the break. Life changing recruitment for the KBB, Builders, Merchant and Construction Industries. Creative social content, specialist knowledge, world leading video technology, helping you find career happiness and helping your business attract its stars of the future. We are Foyne Jones. This is what we do.
0: Idea what he's doing. I've got things here flashing. I just, I just ignore it. Welcome back to episode fifteen. Stacey, aka Louise Evans, has stolen the show. Um, this is now your podcast. It's now going to be yep. your episode. Well, it is your episode anyway. But, but it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, without our listeners, without our, conse- uh, uh, without our connections, we don't have a show. But without people like you, Louise, we don't have fun, <laughs> and we don't, and we don't have conversations like this. You. You mentioned um, at the beginning of the show, and we spoke about it downstairs, you've just been on your holidays to Dubrovnik in Croatia.
1: How was that? Fantastic. Weather if, good? If you've never been to Croatia, you've got to go. It is an amazing place yeah. and the weather was gorgeous as you can tell.
0: I, I did explain to Louise Charlie. I have been to Croatia once before, um, but Fulham were playing Hajduk Split, so I didn't really see that you much of Croatia. I remember a little bit of Split and I remember the ground and you know, but it was uh, a You the know you, Yeah and the bars, yeah, but you don't quite get the culture no. when you're going on football trips. But I think yours and mine's memory of Split might be quite similar from the holiday I had there. A few years ago, that my mates. <laughs> yeah, but, but Louise has got a memory or something that's happened, and, and I'd love you to share it, just to say the things okay. we do on holiday, you would not do in the normal world. No. Tell us about your random boat trip and what happened. Yeah, so... Is she fascinated, yeah. Charlie. So
1: we decided to do a boat trip one day, and the woman in the apartments we were staying in recommended we had a lovely little brochure, so it all look legit, 50 euros. OK, get in a taxi that just drops you off in the marina... Yes, on a boat, no, welcome, no, this is where we're going, this is what we're doing. The boat just takes off. We stop somewhere random and picks people up. Then they tell you you can go swimming for 30 minutes, then you go somewhere. No, no instructions. We didn't even know where we were other than, I'm hoping we were still in Croatia. So we were having lunch. It was an all-inclusive boat trip. So we were going for lunch. So the second island that we stopped up was the lunch island. So 30-odd of us on this boat and they said, right, off you get, follow me. So we're just following the captain who's got 30 people behind him with his hand in the air going, (laughs) follow me through this random island. It wasn't, there was no shops, there was no houses, there was just greenery, fields and, and I mean, dust. I'm thinking
0: mass murder at yeah, this point. Yeah, well,
1: well, you would never do that you would you? No. If somebody said to you, come on, I'm going to take you for some lunch, but I'm not going to tell you where it is, you've got to get on a boat for it and you just got to follow me and trust me, you'd go, no chance. <laughs> but you know are, the sun was shining, <laughs> there'd been a couple of years, cool, sure, eh? it was cool, all inclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did it and we ended up going to this shack. That's all I can say. This deserted house where the captain cooked us a three-course meal. And it was the best meal we'd had all holidays. (laughs) It was absolutely stunning. We were on this long table with these random people we'd never met eating this random meal... And we were quite disappointed was when quiet, it was over. I imagine
0: you was like a quiet member of that I, table, no no, 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 no. No, I, I didn't see that. No, I, I, no, I got that.
1: everybody involved yeah. and made sure everybody was okay and made sure there was more That's your leadership skills yeah. coming through. Yeah. That's your leadership <laughs> skills
0: that, and your personality. So, anyone going to Dubrovnik, go on a Do boat we, trip with no yeah. destination. You don't know what you're going to eat and just trust the captain. Yeah.
1: Best food ever. What was his name,
0: the captain? I don't know. Could be didn't a even know his name. Oh, you still don't know his no. name? He might not even be the captain. But he might not cap- have even been in his
1: no. It was the captain's house. It was the captain's <laughs> wine. It was the captain's food. Brilliant captain. We
0: calling him Birdseye.
1: Yeah, brilliant. We call him
0: Birdseye. <laughs> oh, Louise, no thanks for sharing that. So so let's, let's talk about the builder's merchant sector. Um how how did you, you know, how did you find the builders merchant sector when you arrived? I know you, you touched on some of the areas of it, but but what, what were the challenges you had to overcome when? You know, not, not not this isn't about you being female, yeah. by the way, because people will say yeah. the builders merchants is white male and stale, and yeah, we we need to be bigging up diversity. We need to be looking at at introducing people from different backgrounds and different cultures. And not every boardroom is made up of white men, and, nope. and you know there is diversity. There's some amazing mm-hmm. leaders from all backgrounds. and and all sexes in the industry. But you've arrived, you're not just being female, but you've arrived from a different sector um, for banking. What 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 were the challenges you had to overcome in in winning the hearts and minds of the industry? Because I can see you've done that. Just talk me through how, how you felt when you was doing that.
1: So I think I arrived at the right time. If I'm honest with yeah. you, Peter, I'd arrived at a time they'd just come out of COVID. There was new ways of working anyway for wherever whatever industry you were in, but even within that builders merchants industry. So I think it was already starting that journey to to change. Mm. So I, you know, I think if I had joined even two or three years previous to that, I think I would have found it more difficult. But because we were on that that journey yeah. already, I, I did find it easy. I found it really inclusive and which I was surprised about because Mm. I was a female with no knowledge of the builders' Mm. merchants industry, but everybody is so keen to support you, to help you, to make you better, to learn. So I found that absolutely amazing. I found the, the volume of products and knowledge that you have to have Huge, Mm. because you know you're talking twenty odd thousand products, and you've got to know about those and all the suppliers that you know that sell the products that you've not got in your yards and in your in your shops. So that was extensive, which was which was unbelievably so. I think the other thing I found really strange was the intensity in which people work within the builders' merchants. You know. This is far from being a nine-to-five job, and I salute everyone in there. Fair play. Because, you know, you're in the car at 5.30 in the morning... Branch managers are in branches from six o'clock in the morning, not taking a lunch break and leaving at six o'clock in the evening. And you know, I did nine to five in banking, and I I'd never worked a nine to five job mm. because you don't, especially at this level. But I wasn't Dolly, working Dolly, up as fast. Yeah, yeah. You, but you weren't working those hours. But the the amount of work, the amount. I look at, of, it, I look
0: at Louise. I look at Dolly Potter now was quite enviously because yeah. most of our work is done outside. Yeah. Of the, our best work is done outside yeah. the working day. So before someone starts or after someone starts, but. You you're absolutely spot on the branch manager population sometimes get a raw deal but a good manager transforms everything yeah. about that site and it's and the manager the manager is the culture the manager is the sales result the manager is the net profit yeah. because if they're on it the team goes with them, yeah. and if the team goes with them, well, you're in a special place. Yeah. So, so huge, go on, ca- ca-
1: huge respect for those branch managers. You know, forty-hour contracts. They were not forty-hour contracts. They were sixty. You were yeah. in Saturdays. Absolutely amazing. And, and the one thing that I tried to change, and I did change in there, was that bit of flexible working, yeah. because they were burning themselves out. Mm. You do burn yourselves out, and there's times when you've got to work those hours, I get that, but actually you're not effective if you're mm. doing that day in and day out, and, and there's no need, because not only that, what I was also finding is if that branch manager wasn't in, that branch wasn't as successful, mm. because they held the key to everything within that business They held all the pressure, all the knowledge, all the experience. They went on holidays for two weeks. The assistant branch manager was like, right, what do I do? Where do I go for this? Who do I speak to for that? So the one thing I tried to change within that is breaking down those barriers Mm. around, let's teach others. You know, you, you, you can let go. Teach your ABM about this because actually all that's going to do is support you and make you even more successful. Make sure if you work on a Saturday, you take some of those hours yeah. back on a Friday afternoon to spend time with your kids. Mm. Don't be afraid to have sports day off or ask for a morning off to go watch you know your nativity play. And they found that really strange. Yeah. they were like, can't do that, can't leave the branch. I thought I was going to fall down. Is there? <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing 's bad to be able to leave the branch you 've got to trust your team you 've yeah. got to invest in your team you 've got to develop them and you know we did a lot of work around that in terms of you know I took assistant branch managers out put them on mentoring courses, training courses, upskilled them, spent time with them, give them the information that they 'd never had before because all used to go to the branch manager. Mm. But that was, that was really insightful, and, and, that
0: and, was. And by doing what you're doing, you're making the most important person in the branch even more... You're making yeah. them better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're getting better people around them. And, and actually, we're, we're all guilty of, of working too hard. And, and, and it's one of the biggest challenges yeah. I have is being able to switch off and take a break. And, and I speak to so many guests about that. Don't we, Charlie? We speak about... It. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and they they're they saying that, you know, we, we preach work-life balance, we preach mental health, we preach wellness, but are we actually seeing it in execution? Yeah. We did something last week at Foyne and Jones and I celebrated it. You know, we we stripped everything down and looked at what's actually important. You know, let's go back mm. to basics. What's important to us is our relationship. So if my team as recruiters mm. are spending more time talking to people, that's good. If by spending more time talking to people, they're the right people, we're building relationships with our clients, building relationships with our candidates, our interviews go through the roof. You know, we, we stripped everything down and we maximised time on the phone. Just nothing's more important than that. I made them take not just one break but four or five breaks yeah. a day. So it was getting on. You know, so take a break, do this. But, you know, I surprised them with an early finish on Friday, you know, and we gave some stuff out. But that was a recognition that we didn't probably work longer or harder. We worked smarter. Yeah. And by talking to people, guess what happens? We're having more fun. So, so you can do that in, in every industry. And I think the merchant sector itself, honestly, Louise, it needs people like yourself with a fresh dynamic, personality-led approach, which is going to grab someone and and actually inspire them in many different ways. And yeah, we're not talking about the the building solution or the technical technical component, technical quality of that brick or whatever, but we're we're looking at how you can make them more effective in their job. So that must have been so rewarding for you as a leader. Because as a leader, when you see people grow, that's a buzz, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I was asked the last two weeks ago, actually, what's the one thing I'm most proud of? And, And that was definitely it. I used to host branch manager meetings and we'd start at our state and i'd have branch managers going into the branches before coming to the meeting i'm like why why are we doing that and then that i said i'd rather you leave early leave at the same time and go and have a cup of coffee with some of the other branch managers Mm. and have breakfast and and talk to each other about what's going well what's not going so well and get something out of it rather than you having to go in sit in front of a computer for two hours because you think you need to be there but yeah that was that was really rewarding and and everybody, you said, you know, I don't know whether we'll get that again because yeah. that's just not the norm, is it? Especially in this industry. But hopefully, that legacy mm. will continue.
0: Uh, I think. I think it has to. I think. I think. Yeah. I think we've all got a duty of care to protect things we care about yeah. and and actually to, to enjoy what we do. When I when I and I visit a lot of branches and. You know, when, when I see people that aren't smiling, or I go to a trade counter and there's no buzz and no one's making eye contact, and you know you you driving in and no one's sort of smiling, and can I park here if you want? You know, and yeah. you can just you just get a feel. And the branches that are ripping it up are the ones where it feels like something's yeah. happening. I went to see a new customer um, last week and. From the minute I arrived in their yard, from where the first person I spoke to told me where the park and then, you know, someone else took me through and, you know, everyone said hello. I'm like, wow, that's, you know, they don't know who I am because no. at that point they have yeah. no idea who I am and I'm not really that important to them, to be honest. And the way I was treated, I thought, well, if you treat your customers like that, like like I've just been treated, I'm going to want to come back. Yeah, And if I want to come back, then you just got to get a bigger share in what I buy. Because I'm already in, and that's that's something which I think the industry needs. It needs those relationships focused on. Um, dynamic, di- the dynamics of the industry, merchant industry. If you look at it from the outside in, what what areas would you focus on improving next? If you had a magic wand, where where would you be looking, Louise?
1: Um, I think working together,
0: mm.
1: and even just within an organisation, I think they work quite separately. They're quite independent of each other. So, so and I like think branch A to branch, branch B? Branch to A to branch B, network, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, we can work so much better if we did it together, as opposed to fighting each other. Mm. So I think that's a massive thing. I think the commercial aspect of it, so that buy-in piece, mm. you know, we've there's so much work that needs to be done on there. At the moment, those suppliers have... I are in mean, in charge? Mm. You know they are the ones that control controlling what we're paying, what we're buying, what we're not buying, what deals we're getting. and actually, we need to we need to flip that on the head, or at least work closer together so there's a fair balance for for the suppliers. And for our customers. So, those would be the two areas, yeah. really.
0: And, and if I was thinking of applying for a position in the builder's merchant industry, not aware of it, you know, yeah. I could, and, and I'm not saying I'm a score college leaver, I'm just saying that it's an industry I'd like to explore. Well, what, what would you say the merchant industry could offer me?
1: fantastic career yeah so you know individuals can come in at any level whether you come in as a yard colleague on the trade counter or as i did as a regional director the opportunities in this industry are endless so if you want into career, the industry is the amazing place to go it's fun it is absolutely fun you build some fantastic mm. relationships you talked about your time back in wales yeah. and on, on the on the south i mean i still west. talk about that
0: like it was yesterday yeah. it was in 1999 yeah. I know. You know, I, I was in the West Country for a millennium, you know, so, so that's a lifetime oh, yeah. ago.
1: Yeah, but you just make friends. They're such friendly people. They're open to building those relationships, supporting each other. If the chips are down, they've got your backs. Do you, some
0: of my best, some of my closest yeah. friends, right, from from, Fulham, from from London way, Fulham Putney, some of them are my old customers. Yeah. You know, like, you and, and, and we, and, and and whilst you make friendships that, that last a lifetime, careers go in different ways, and and I think now what I look at, and and I mean this with love, I think that at times the builders merchant industry can be dangerously short of personalities. Yeah. Who, what we have, who we have in this room is an individual who's not short of personality. You're full of passion. You're full of personality. And right now, and I think this is something we can focus on. You, you're looking at keeping your career in this sector, yeah. aren't you?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. As I said, I've stepped stepped away from Travis, looking for new opportunities. It was just the right what time about, to right? move if on. If I said
0: I've got a little five man branch in a in a part of Wales, South <laughs> Wales, back into financial services?
1: No chance. No chance. No right, chance. Do okay. all you know, those high, that high vis jacket <laughs> and those steel toe cap boots have got me? Yeah, Not even in. those again. And, mean, is that, yeah. and is
0: that what you're looking for? From the future, because yes. let's let's use this podcast for for, for, a, for a purpose of good as well. You're looking for a, for a position still within the merchant sector. Definitely. You've got a lot to offer. Um, I, I think the, I think the industry needs people like you in it, Louise. So from my perspective, we as a business, Fine Jones, me as a human being, Peter Raymond Jones nice Welsh surname yes, as well let's Jones. put that in I, I've not been able to find anyone Welsh in my family tree <laughs> but there has to be somewhere be. there has to be somewhere we will 100% support you because thank the you. sector needs people like you Louise no, I genuinely mean that
1: Yeah, no, and, and I, I want to be in this sector and I think that's the difference isn't it once you've got that buzz you just yeah. want to be a part of it Just it's just about finding the right next role I, mean, I for would me.
0: love to be working with you as a recruitment partner because yeah. I could be saying to my job seekers and the candidates that you are going to meet someone who's going to make you feel special you're going to meet someone who's going to care about your development and they're going to leave a positive memory with you that's what i want when i'm introducing people so i think we can make that happen i think you've got the you've got the ability to make it happen and it sounds like you're doing that anyway taking that one step further and this is a really important part of the podcast if you were to give some advice to to people at different stages of their career so our stars of the future what advice would you would you give to them
1: So I think the biggest piece of advice, and it's something I've done throughout my career, is just say yes. So Mm. if you're given an opportunity... Just say yes. Worry about what the consequences are later. But if you're asked to go and run a different branch or to take up a secondment or try something different in a different branch, do it. You're never going to regret it. There might be bits of it you think, oh, God, this isn't going so well. But the experience you get, the skills that you get, the people you'll meet from doing that will just help you thrive in whatever career you go in, whether you keep in that industry, within that business, or you move forward. I've done it. When I was in HSBC, will you do this branch? Yes. Will you move to this part of the country? Yes. Will you do M&S Bank? Yes. And it just makes such a difference to just be open to every opportunity. Mm. Um, And, you know, as I said, some of them you think... "Mm, would I've done that in hindsight? But actually when you reflect back and go, Yeah, I would have, because you know, whilst it, it wasn't great, I learned A, B, and C and I've taken that with me going forward, not mm. to make the same mistakes again. So yeah, I think that would be the biggest piece of advice. And if you're looking to move into the builders' merchants industry, just say yes. Whatever wherever you are in it, in that remit, whether you're going in as apprentice, whether you're female or not, you know, don't get don't get you know, blindsided about what you think the builders' merchant industry is. Just say yes and embrace the opportunity.
0: What a fantastic message! What an absolute fantastic message! And and in terms of saying yes, I think that's the that's you know Richard Branson's Branson's got a book about it. So, say yes and find out a way of doing it. You know, yeah. and smart luck and and you do you do take control of your own destiny. And and I think from. From a podcast perspective, one of the most simple messages we say to everyone is to dream big, you know, and to, and to think that you know, we're only here for a short amount of time and we're only going to be working some parts of the day and some parts of the week. So, so actually, I, I really think you've said something powerful, Louise, about, you know, work smart. You know, yeah. do it on your terms. And, and yeah, saying yes does open, open up a world yeah. of possibilities for anyone.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, okay. So what's next for you, Louise? What's next for you?
1: New opportunity, yeah. hopefully, within, within the industry, um, adding more value somewhere, mm. somewhere different, um, changing things, changing yeah. the dynamics of a different business within the industry, um, and another holiday,
0: and another holiday so 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 there we go we 've got someone who's absolute passion, I think your passion, your personality it's infectious and personally from a from a foreign Jones perspective, I want you to 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 find that right opportunity okay. but for, but find it on your terms as well you yeah. know and and I think I think you're in a fantastic place looking at looking at everything you 've got going going for you and looking at what the industry needs it's going to be a better place with Louise Evans on it, and that's the... Louise Evans in it. And that's how I think we'll wrap the episode up because, actually, um, if people think the Builders' Merchants short of personality, au contraire, Rodney, au contraire. (laughs) Um, But for for me, thank you so much for being part of the show today. I know it was a a cheeky request because it wasn't really on the radar when we spoke, and I just thought, wow, you know, you've got something really powerful to offer. And the story, again, of 20 years in financial services into being a director in a builder's merchant. Let's just break this down, boys and girls. You're leading a team of branch managers who have got their respective teams. You don't know the products, you don't know the sector, you don't know the industry, and you ripped it up and you want more of it. Yeah. You're going to be absolutely successful. Louise, thank you so much for being part of the show. I want you to promise me one thing. You're going to come back. Oh,
1: definitely. Yeah, Thank you're you going to come down. back. Yeah. yeah, we're
0: going to definitely get you back on for Series yeah. series 7. It'll be when we go again, Charlie. It'll yeah. be Series 7. I, I think you're it. absolutely fantastic. Loved hearing about Murphur. Loved hearing about financial services. That, sadly... Is the end of episode 15. With Louise Evans, we have been inspiring our stars of the future and just explaining why the builders' merchant industry is such a fantastic place. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time on The Foy and Jones Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as I said, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out next week's episode as we will keep inspiring our stars of the future.